0: John likes second, lives in Indiana, you know. Kevin likes the Dodgers and talks on the radio. John plays games on Xbox and on his Nintendo, while Kevin runs around LA with his mustachio. It's the lack of genius podcast in your ear holes at last. They don't know their are Mars and Venus, that's why it's the lack of genius podcast. It's a uh, it's a lack of genius first. And, you know, before I even get into what's first, you know what I realized is we could, it's fun to acknowledge like the first time we do something, but we could, if we really wanted to, like just think of a word that's probably never been said on our podcast and then say, oh, this is a lack of genius first. Like I don't, I could be wrong, but I don't think the word tuba has ever been said on the lack of genius podcast. And if I'm right, then that that was just a lack of genius first that we experienced.
1: I mean, I know anti-disestablishmentarianism has not been.
0: It has now, and that was a lack of genius first. Um, What is the lack of genius first? It is the first time that there is only one quiz when it's just the two of us. When it's just John and Kevin. Um, We obviously, when we have a guest on, only have one quiz, but we're trying out something new. We're trying a format where I quiz John one week, John quizzes me another week, and this week... I am quizzing John. We're going to see how this goes. We'd love your feedback as always. You know how to reach us on all the socials. But today's quiz, as you as you probably already know from seeing the title of the episode, is on One Hit Wonders. So I obviously have plenty to say on the topic considering <laughs> that I'm supposed to be the genius. But what's what's like the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear that, John? What What, what is what is your take on One Hit Wonders?
1: The Oneeders.
0: The Oneeders? That's not even in my quiz. I don't even know what you're talking about.
1: You, you, you've never seen that thing you do?
0: Oh, yes. The, <laughs> yeah. Yes. The, the Wonders, because that was, was the name of their band that? The Wonders? Yeah.
1: But without the W, it was like O-N-E-D-E-R-S.
0: I love that I just put a whole quiz together and the very first thing you say, I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> For me, when it comes to one-hit wonders, my mind mainly goes to like the '90s and the early 2000s, and maybe that's just because that's when I grew up. But like, there mm-hmm. were so many like quirky little songs that oh, yeah. uh, the artist came up, had the hit, and then you never heard from them again. But you know, the interesting thing in my research, and I, I don't go as far back as the '50s and '60s, but you know, there's been one-hit wonders since music has existed, since since mm-hmm. especially since music sales has existed. You know, so many of the songs. That we know and love from you know, again, 50s, 60s, 70s, they're essentially one-hit wonders. They're they're just they had the one big hit and and then that was it. Now, the the interesting thing about one hit wonders is there's sort of multiple definitions of it, right? Like by a literal definition, it means an artist had a song. That reached the top forty on the Billboard Hot 100, you know, and and this mm-hmm. is even debatable. Some say just reached the t- the Hot 100, so it was in the Hot 100. But some say it was actually in the top forty, which are the top forty songs in the nation for that week. But then never had another song reach it. The interesting thing about that is that means an artist, uh, an artist who falls into that definition is Beck. Beck is technically a one-hit wonder because his song "Loser" hit the top forty, but never never had another song reach that, but I would guess that, I mean, Beck just won a Grammy for best album a few years ago, but I like to think of it more as like a cultural definition, right, where it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, more of an artist who popped out of nowhere had this big hit and then was never seen again. So instead of going into listing a bunch of examples of that, because that's what my quiz does, we're gonna we're gonna move forward. And then when we get to quiz time, you'll hear all your favorite one hit. We <laughs> won't hear them because we don't have the rights to them. But we'll relive some one hit wonders. And I will tell you, John, my quiz goes a little bit into somewhere it's the technical definition and somewhere it's more of a cultural definition. But uh, it's it's all in fun. So we'll see what happens. All right.
1: So I mean, what you're telling me is it's probably gonna be someone that we that we used to know. <laughs> bravo, bravo. That's a teaser. If you don't know why that's a teaser,
0: you'll find out very soon, all right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tidy up
0: before we go-go. Any further with the show-show. Tidy up before we go-go. Fix our mistakes tonight. I want to get it right. Okay, so uh, last week, John, we did uh, our summer camps and Mm -hmm. if I recall correctly, you were 100% perfect and everything you said was absolutely correct. Is that correct?
1: As far as I know, no one has said elsewise.
0: No one has said otherwise. I would love, I would actually love if somebody um, did have something to say about either of those, just because Mm -hmm. I I think think we're both very thorough in what we did in terms of uh, our summer camp quizzes. What I will say is I went to who I consider to be my direct source of a historian, uh, my dad, to ask him two specific things, because there were two things that bugged me that I did not know the answer to. One of them was the acreage of Camp Laverne. Camp Mac is 200 acres of land, which mm-hmm. made me like rethink what an anchor was altogether because I estimated that maybe <laughs> Camp Horn was five acres. Turns out I was actually pretty close, 10.8 acres. Okay. You know, I, I missed by what is it? You know, I was half off, you know, double five to 10. But compared to Camp Mac's 200 acres, 10 point acres is so tiny right. and. So, I, I at least was accurate in that guess that, yeah, this is um, we do have a much smaller camp. <laughs> that would be correct. My dad found a very, he found a document with some information that I love. So, this is in the records about Camp Laverne. Here it is Camp Laverne, quote, consists of 10.8 acres of wooded mountain pine forest at an altitude of 6,800 feet in approximately 27 miles from Redlands and 35 miles from Big Bear.
1: And it sounds like you should put that on the website.
0: Hey, thank you, okay, John, there it is. That tells you everything you need to know about its location, It right? does.
1: Yeah, yes. no, I mean, it, it, it totally tells you, because, you know, if I was, just, like, I went to the website to see if it said on there. There's nothing. Yeah, there, there's nothing. Like, it doesn't tell you, like, you know, at least in Indiana, you know, with Camp Mac, you know what the pack for, you know? Yeah. You know, it, yeah. Te- it tells you where it is, you know, and but <laughs> on, with Laverne, it doesn't. Yeah, it's funny
0: because I think there's just such an assumption that if you're coming to Camp Laverne, you basically already know what it is, but this is the kind of thinking we need to get out of in order to bring new people in. We, this is a fresh place that nobody's ever heard of, and what are they— so. This has mm-hmm. been a great little brainstorm session. So that little, <laughs> I'm just going to say, found in some document at camp, here is what Camp Laverne is. <laughs> um, the other one, a little less specific, but I mentioned the tree that smells like butterscotch and or mm-hmm. vanilla. I remember it after the fact, but I, I verified it with my dad. It's called a Jeffrey Pine. Jeffrey, like the name, Jeffrey Pine is very aromatic. I mean, you get up next to it and it's like, whoa, this smells delicious. I want to lick this tree, but I have licked the tree and I will tell you, don't do it because it it turns out it it, it tastes like tree. It only smells like butterscotch and vanilla. (laughs) So do you have anything on, did you look up Jeffrey Pines?
1: Yeah, I'm looking up, I'm looking it up now. I'm not seeing anything about a smell. Interesting.
0: Jeffrey Pine smell, if we just Google that. The scent of Pinus Jeffrey I is variously described as reminiscent of vanilla, lemon, pineapple, violets, apple, and quite commonly butterscotch. It, yeah, it's the resin. It's the resin. That's the sap, right? So,
1: well, it, it, it's specifically the inheptane in the resin. It's the 100 point and 100 percent isooctane. Um, you know, an octane is, you know, what strength the gas is. That's why it's a smell, because it's a... Yeah, it's a volatile chemical.
0: Yeah, it's a volatile chemical, wow. But it's safe to smell it, obviously.
1: Yeah, I mean, to an extent.
0: Wait a minute, John. I'm going to need you to be the scientist here. Should I stop encouraging campers to put their nose up to this tree and inhale? I don't
1: think you're going to run into any issues. <laughs> you want to know something scary about California? No. Um, <laughs> there, there are counties in California that you don't want to live because of the natural asbestos that's in the air. It's natural asbestos? Mm-hmm. What, is, what does that
0: come from? Plants or ground or no, like
1: what? the ground. Asbestos comes from a rock. And so the rock works its way up to the surface and just gets kicked up into the air and- John <laughs> Knowledge <laughs> Bomb!
0: I think that's the worst knowledge bomb you've ever given me as a resident of California. <laughs> and I'm assuming and hope that LA County is not one of those counties. You better You better hope it's not. <laughs> It's time to take a quiz or two Like a genius podcast doing this for you You may fail, but it ain't no lie Baby, it's quiz time Don't really want this quiz to be tough I just want to pass one because I failed enough It might sound crazy, but it ain't no lie Baby, it's quiz time All right, so I'm very excited about this, so rather than recap what we're doing, let's just hop right in. One-hit wonders, and the very first question on this quiz, John, has Mm -hmm. to do with... This is one of the ones that I think of instantly when I think of a one-hit wonder, and that is Lou Bega's Mambo Number 5. And again, maybe it's just the age that I grew up, the time that I grew up. This was a huge hit in 1999. And here is your question, John. Which of the following names is not mentioned in Lou Bega's Mambo number five? Is it A Rita B Mary C Gabby D Sandra? I believe it's Gabby.
1: And you see, to me, like Lou Bega isn't a one hit wonder because, you know, I had actually had the whole CD and would listen to the whole thing. And there's other good stuff on there too.
0: Yeah, the way I see that is in your context, yeah, you knew that he had other songs that you liked, but in the, in the rest of the world, right. I would guess the average person couldn't name another Lou Bega song. Or really, if you said Lou Bega, they might not even know who you're talking about. Right. But that's cool that you actually had that CD. That is, that is the fun fact of the day for me. Are <laughs> uh, Are you going to lock in Gabby? Yep. John, Gabby is... <coughs> Correct, yes. So he lists the following names. He lists Angela, Pamela... Sandra and Rita. And, you know, as he continues, they're only getting sweeter. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, sweet. Uh, but yeah, Angela and Pamela, Monica, Erica, Rita, Tina, Sandra, Mary, and Jessica. Um, I so wish I had the audio for this, but when I was in Chicago, after meeting up with you, I went out with my friend and I did an excellent rendition of <laughs> Mambo Number 5. And I had, he sent me the video and then recently I cleared out my phone and I can't find the video anywhere. Oh. Um, but... That night, I literally said, is there anybody who uh, who fits one of these names? And this woman named Rita comes on. I force her to come on stage with me and make her sing the chorus with me, and she hated every second of it, I could tell. I was alluding to this at the beginning, though. So the music in that song, specifically the trumpet lines, mm-hmm. were actually from a Cuban composer and band leader. His name's Perez Prado. And from his song, 1950, which was called... Uh, ooh, I already forgot what it was called. Something Mambo. Um, it wasn't Mambo Number no. 5, and it's not... Lou Bega's song is not a cover of that song because all the lyrics are original. This right. is, it was actually just a completely musical song um, by Perez Prada. There was a yeah. there was a lawsuit about it. And um, Lou Bega was actually German-born, and so it was under German ra- laws. And under German laws, a riff of a song can't be copyrighted. So technically, right. you could take a riff from any song in German, if you're in Germany, and use it. And so... Uh, so LuBega got to keep all his money.
1: Yeah, there there's uh, another song on that album called Tricky Tricky. Oh yes. Um, yes. It, which is also it's an older song as well, I think.
0: Yeah, I want I totally forgot about Tricky Tricky because, you know, like you do in music, you get this huge song Mambo number no. 5 and so you got to follow mm-hmm. it up with a second single. I remember Tricky Tricky being being a single because I, w- I watched all this stuff on TRL and then I remember Tricky right. Tricky coming out and, you know, the fact that I can't even remember what the song is. I'm sure if I listened to it, I'd be like, "Ah, oh, I remember that song. That was my jam.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Let's move on to number two. And 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 quickly, w- one thing I was going to say is that you could get one hit wonders in different countries as well because the, the mm-hmm. Billboard 100 is... I believe just charting American. I mean, there's the German billboard, there's the Australian billboard. So different regions have different, um, anyways, you get what I'm saying. So here's number two. Um, This is according to a 2011 Rolling Stones poll of its readers. So again, these aren't like experts. These are just people who consume Rolling Stones from 2011. What is the most popular one-hit wonder of all time? Is it A, Sir Mix-a-Lot Baby Got Back? B, AHA's Take On Me? C, Vanilla Ice, Ice, Ice Baby, or D, Dexie's Midnight Runners, Come On Eileen?
1: I mean, my personal favor is Dexie's Midnight Runners, Come On Eileen.
0: That's a great song.
1: It is. And the Save Ferris version is quite good as
0: well. Save Ferris version is really good. I also listened to Come On Eileen with whole new ears when I learned that it is essentially like an Irish jig. Like, if you listen mm-hmm. to it, it's violins, it's fiddles. It's oh, like yeah. an it's an Irish song, but I never... I always associate it with such an 80s song that I never heard it that way until I listened to some podcasts. And, mm-hmm. and now you're listening to some podcasts, you the listener, learning the same thing, and you're, you're never going to hear it the same way now. Anyways, yeah. I agree.
1: That's a great song. Yeah. And I mean... Vanilla Ice is not a one-hit wonder. I see. Culturally. Yeah, cu- culturally, I think he is. I'd say culturally he isn't because you've got Ninja Rap.
0: Yeah, but see, John. So, so I, we have different definitions. Like for me, Vanilla Ice is almost like the epitome of a one-hit wonder. Like, yes, Ninja Rap was huge, and if you grew, if you were there for the time, but he's a guy who Ice Ice Baby was it. Like that, that that it was ginormous. It put him on the scene, yeah. and then he never had anything close to it. So it's not so much that these uh, these artists don't have another song that exists or that people know. It's just that they were right. nothing. But Ninja Rap, yeah, it was huge because it it got on a movie. But yeah.
1: Well, I I think it was written for the movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, but I mean, your question is 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 a poll of readers. Yes. So it's not the pure definition of a one hit wonder. This is, you know, a a cultural. Yeah. You know, and and this was nearly, you know, eleven years ago. Yeah, exactly. Uh, This is
0: the this is the earliest I could find something like this. So that's why it's from (laughs) 2011. I'm gonna say, "Baby Got Back." Sir Mix A Lot's "Baby Got Back." You think that's the Rolling Stones' choice for most popular Mm -hmm. one hit wonder? John, that is incorrect. It was on the list, but AHA's Take On Me was considered the the most popular one-hit wonder of all time. And it's a song, I mean, that and Come On Eileen both get crazy amount of play on, on the radio station I work for. Come On Eileen was also on that list. I think it was number two. But this is sort of why I, I prefaced um, the thing about being in different countries, because if you lived in Europe spe- or specifically like anywhere in Norway, mm-hmm. you'd be like, "No, Aha was huge. They they had right. they had so many hits." But if you ask probably the average person today to name any song other than, uh, than Take on Me, you'd be like, "Did they have another song?" You know, like Right. Um, so there you go. Rolling Stones readers from 2011 said Aha Take on Me. Uh, you ready for number 3? I am. Let's see. I I'm, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with this song. You familiar with LFO and the song Summer Girls? Yep. Yep, so Mm -hmm. this was from 1999. This was a one-hit wonder. What does, this is, by the way, the Abercrombie and Fitch song, if you're not familiar. I like girls who wear Abercrombie and Fitch. And it's a jam, man. You got to go back
1: and listen to it. Think if I just had one wish?
0: Yeah, exactly. It reminds me of Girls from the Summer or something like that. I think
1: it's fly when girls stop by for the summer.
0: There it is, yes. You know you probably know the whole song, don't you? <laughs> not quite. <laughs> this song, by the way, has like so many just what they call non sequiturs, right? Where it's just, right. they go from one thought to another and they, it doesn't make any sense, but it works in the rhyme scheme. Um, so the band LFO, what does LFO stand for? And here are your four choices. Is it A, let's funk out. B, little fresh ones. And the end of ones is with a Z, little fresh ones. C, love four octaves. Love is spelled L-U-V, the number four, F-O-U-R, and then octave, love four octaves. Or D, light funky ones. Light is spelled L-Y-T-E. Funky is F-U-N-K-I-E, and ones has an S at the end. So let me just read them without the differentiation again. Let's funk out Little Fresh Ones, Love Four Octaves, Light Funky Ones. What do you think, John?
1: I'm between Little Fresh Ones and Light Funky Ones. (laughs) They're all pretty terrible names, right? (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to go with Light Funky Ones.
0: Light Funky Ones where the light is spelled Mm L-Y-T-E. You locking it in? John, you know your LFO well, my friend. Yeah, I couldn't believe it when I saw that. I was like, light, funky ones. And even funky is spelled funky. It's F-U-N-K-I-E. It's not spelled the normal way with the Y. Light, funky ones. Yes, this is a boy band. It was three guys. Uh, and they have such a... Really, I would go as far to say is a tragic story because... There are 3 of them and look Summer Girls was huge put Abercrombie and Fitch on the map I mean literally there's a there's a documentary about Abercrombie and Fitch on I think <laughs> Hulu right now it's it's pretty <laughs> fascinating because they basically just they were basically just a totally exclusive and and really a kind of racist like company they were they were just all about right. pretty white people and if you weren't pretty and white then then we don't want you here but the reason I say it's kind of a tragic story, or it is a tragic story, is there's three of them. Two of the three have already passed away. And you know, oh. they they would only be probably in their like mid 40s now. The lead singer and, and main songwriter, Rich Cronin, he had a he had a long battle with leukemia and he sadly died in 2010, so nearly 12 years ago. And then um, one of the other members, Devin Lima, he just died about three years ago, 2019, also from, uh, from a long battle with an illness, uh, adrenal cancer. And yeah, he was only 41 when he died. So two of the three members have, have passed away. I, now, what is nice is the final living member, his name's Brad Fischetti. He began touring with O-Town, who's one of my favorites <laughs> of all time. Uh, yeah, they did start performing in 2019 and uh, it was called the Y2K Tour. I do know that COVID got in the way of that. But it is nice right. that the thought was there and um and that they did perform LFO songs in the memories of Rich and Devin, the two deceased members of LFO. So not That's to cool. bum you out, but just to get you up to date on on all things LFO and we can listen to that song and honor those two men who gave us a yes, a a, a really silly song, but something that has lasted uh that that broke through the cultural wall and, and and affected all of us who were live at that time. So all right, John, uh you're doing pretty good, man. What are you? Two for three, I think. Yep. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Two for three. Uh, Number four, and we're doing seven questions. This is your only true or false one. True or false. An American professional sports team is on the list of one hit wonders by that technical definition. True. Yeah. You already know what it is, don't you? (laughs)
1: <laughs> Chicago Bears from what is it, 1984? The
0: Super 19- Bowl Shuffle. Oh shoot, where's the year? I want to say it was 1989, but oh my god, I can't believe I don't have the year. It might have been. It might have been 84. Um, yeah, the Super Bowl Shuffle by the by the Chicago Bears literally charted it. See, okay, so this one, the song's popularity led to it being number 41 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. So in this definition, it's just being on the Hot 100. This was the year they won the Super Bowl. 85. 85, there it is. Yes, I should have known that because that's the year I was born. It became the first sports team to record a rap song and I love that differentiation because the previous year the 49ers did a disco song so, so this is the first rap song it definitely became a trend as well as a lot of teams did it the Rams did it they have a terrible song called Ram It and it's the rap is just they're just embarrassing <laughs> raps uh, yeah it's literally the, the lyrics in that are Ram It All Day and Ram It All Night and it's like so, somebody didn't read that and think you know maybe like we change that lyric. The Super Bowl shuffle to its credit is fun and catchy and, and for the time was uh, something that no one had ever seen. The all but one player performed it uh, a, lo- a defensive lineman named Dan Hampton refused to participate due to the song's arrogance which I, which hey man I give him credit for but it, in this instance I was like oh, they're doing something fun let's just go for it Right. Um, and the nice thing too is that it did it did get uh, a ton of popularity all the proceeds from the song went to profit the Chicago Community Trust help needy families in the Chicago area with clothing and shelter and food and it's even said in the song Wal- Walter Payton who was uh, one of the big players of that team he has a lyric that says now we're not doing this because we're greedy the bears are doing it to feed the needy so um yeah good for them super bowl shuffle i figured you you would know that being a midwesterner so yep nice john three for four you got your one hit wonder knowledge going let's step into number five okay so i'm gonna give you a lyric and you have to Mm -hmm. tell me which of the following songs this actually fits into so the lyric is well the party was nice the party was pumping and everybody having a ball. I tell the fellas, start the name-calling, and everybody having a ball. Is that from Chumbawumba's Tub Thumping? That's the, I get knocked down, but I get up again. Is that from that song? Vanilla Ice's Ice Ice Baby, which we already talked about. Biz Just a Friend, which is, you, you got what I need. Or Baja Men's Who Let the Dogs Out, which I don't think I need to sing.
1: (laughs) It was Baja Men Who Let the Dogs Out.
0: You're, I could I could see it on your face that you already knew. In fact, it's it's, it's literally the first lyric of the song after the first chorus. But it was right. also like the only lyric that didn't have a dog reference somewhere in it. So I wanted it to be vague. But yeah, that is Baha Men's Who Let the Dogs Out. That's another one for me that when I think of one hit wonder, they're one of the ones that come to mind. It actually won a Grammy in 2001 for Best Dance Recording. The manager of Baja Men was like really excited about this song because, you know, they didn't, Baja Men didn't write this song. This song Mm -hmm. was given to their manager and he was like, oh my God, this is so Baja Men, we have to do it. He plays it for the lead singer of Baja Men and he's like, no way in hell we're recording that song. (laughs) (laughs) But they went and recorded it anyways and it was obviously a huge hit. It is a, let's see, Who Let the Dog Out is actually a cover of a 98 song that was just called Doggy by a Trinidadian Calypso Soka Junkanoo artist named Anslum Douglas. Okay, so there, you got a bunch of information on Anselm Douglas. He says the song has nothing to do with dogs, but actually has a feminist theme, and even went as far as to say it's a man-bashing song. Now, I could read that. you the- Quote, but it's it, the way he describes it is really confusing. But essentially, he's essentially saying, like, you know, there's all these dudes who do this cat calling and, and, mm-hmm. you know, try to, and, and when he says who let the dogs out, he's referring to all these men who aren't very respectful to women. Like, who let these dogs out? Um, right. So there you go. Um, the only other fun fact that I'll share about them is that in 2000, the Seattle Mariners were the first to play Baja men, to play who let the dogs out at their <laughs> stadium. And, Two days after they released it, Alex Rodriguez, who was like a young rookie at the time, made it his walk-up music. So A-Rod's <laughs> walk-up music at one point was Baha Men's Who Let the Dogs Out, and that's the favorite. Oh, funny. the irony. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's my favorite fact that I've learned. I'm going to associate irony. him with that song for the rest of my life. <laughs> All right, bah, man, who let the dogs out? Always happy to talk about them. All right, John, you're four for five, man. I'm, I'm very impressed. Let's see, let's see how you can do in our first ever seven-question solo quiz. Uh, here's number six. There are three songs all time that are considered one-hit wonders that contain the word whip in the title, W-H-I-P. Which of the following artists is not one of the artists with a whip song? Is it Devo? Salento, the Daz band, or Eiffel 65?
1: I mean, I know Devo has one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask what your familiarity is with, uh, with these bands. I figured you'd know Devo for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I know Eiffel 65 fairly well, and I think they've got one with Whip in it. Okay. Um, but also, the website Vice, yes, their YouTube channel, has a, uh, you, know, you know VH1's like, you know, behind the scenes or where are they now? Yeah, about yeah. Bands. yeah. It's something kind of like that. And they actually have one on Eiffel 65. Really? Yeah. It, it, but it's specifically about the song Blue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's what I figured. But they also have one about uh, uh, it, it Wasn't Me, that song. Oh, Shaggy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there's a few others like Papa Roach, one of the like. Last Resort. Yeah. Yeah. So you should check that out. It's, they're actually pretty good.
0: And you bring up, you know, even you just bringing that up makes me think of another sort of like. Offset of one-hit wonderism is like Last Resort, for example. I could be wrong about this, but I'm sure they that song charted on the alternative list, like mm-hmm. number one repeatedly. In oh, fact, yeah. the the song the song that came to mind was Bloodhound Gang's Bad Touch. Like, I don't think that song ever charted on the Billboard 100, but it was a it was a huge hit on the alternative charts. And so, mm-hmm. in some sense, you could and and I know they had other songs. They had that Fire Starter song or something. They had other songs for sure, but I consider Bloodhound Gang to be a one-hit wonder because, in my sort of experience of them, they had the bad touch that you and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammal mm-hmm. song, and that was it. And then, but they're sort of culturally—I don't know where they fall. I, I anyways, that's just yeah. one of the many differentiations. So. I, uh,
1: yeah, I mean, and, and that might depend on you know who you're talking to, like yeah, you know, exactly. Yes, I, you know, growing up was until a pop hit station, but that yeah. wasn't necessarily by choice. So yeah, I, yeah. you know, that was what was on in the bus, you know.
0: Oh, got it. Yeah. Yes, yes.
1: Yep. You know, and then eventually I listened to, you know, a rock station, uh, yep. X103 out of Indy, which on Saturday nights had a two-hour uh, techno session called Planet X, which was Oh, nice. and did you love it? Were you all about
0: that line? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, techno was huge. Yeah. Papa Roach was big, you know. Yeah. Disturbed and all that. So, I mean, it just depends on partially, you know, where you're at and who you're talking to.
0: Yeah, that's why it's, that's why I talk about this cultural definition of like, they really just like everybody knows this song, you know, that it's, it's hard, it's really hard to define, but, um, right. Yeah, man, I know, I know what you're talking about.
1: But to answer the question of which artist does not have a song with the word whip in it, I'm just going to go with the Daz Band, just taking a stab.
0: Okay, John, that is. <laughs> incorrect. Oh, well. It was the it was the one that you knew, Eiffel Sixty Five, because they, their oh. their one hit wonder was blue. Blue day That was that was their one hit. And okay, so, I,
1: I misread the question. Oh god, you I, were just I guess, or I was thinking too deep into
0: it. I think I think yeah, I think that you were thinking okay, maybe they have a song called Whip, but Right. So, Devo obviously has Whip it. I think that's the one that everyone knows. The Daz right. Band has a song called Let It Whip. And I wish I could Unfortunately, like the I can't play it for you, but I promise you, if you go listen to it, you're gonna recognize it. It's it's more known for its um for its musical section, less than than it's known for a catchy chorus, but you will recognize it if you hear it. And Salento had the be- the song "Watch Me Whip," "Nay Nay," "Watch Me Whip," uh. "Watch Me Nay Nay," "Watch Me Whip." whip. So, that, so if, you, if you were able to know that song, but I don't know that most people could name the artist. Man, this was another one of those, though, where I, I wrote this song. I was like, oh, it's going to be a fun little song. It's going to be a fun little question about whip songs. Mm-hmm. Turns out, Salento, the rapper, is in jail right now for the murder of his cousin. <laughs> so that's that, ver- that definitely went south. he That song came out when he was only 17 years old. He's like, you know, 24, 25 mm-hmm. now. And I, I should use the word allegedly murdered his cousin. He, ha- he has been indicted. I haven't seen the word charged, and I don't know enough about whether indicted means he's he was proven guilty or it just means that he's been charged with or been been accused of. I don't know. I don't know legal yeah, I'm stuff. Not sure. But uh, alleged murder of his cousin, and um, he did release some music while he's been in jail. Uh, he had a mixtape called Bars Behind Bars that he released in March 2021. But I don't think he'll ever um, reach the peaks that Watch Me Whip, Watch Me Nay Nay right. um, got to. All right, John, you've done a really great job. You're four for six. You have one more question. I alluded to um, one of the choices here in Mm -hmm. the beginning of this episode. According to Business Insider, what is the top-selling one-hit wonder of all time? Is it Los Del Rio's Macarena? This is the one that you mentioned. Gautier's (laughs) Somebody That I Used To Know. Tag Team's Whoop, There It Is. Or Plain White Tea's Hey there, Delilah, the top-selling one-hit wonder of all time.
1: See, Gautier's, or Gautier's, that was really kind of during the beginning of streaming. So I don't know if that would, like, if it was really sold a lot. And I'll tell
0: you, this is based on data from the RIAA, which is the Record... Recording... Indis- recording... Through Indis-
1: Association of, of America, yeah.
0: Yeah, so however, however they... They charted things, yeah, and they, you know, they even said, um, you know, the definition of one-hit wonder is subjective, but this was a list. They had a list of eleven on here, but all eleven of these right. artists had one single that vastly outstripped all their other output commercially. That's it. I like that definition. One single mm-hmm. that vastly outperformed. All their other commercial songs, you know. I think that's a good definition. Okay. So Los Del Rios, Macarena, Gautier's somebody that I used to know. Tag teams. Whoop! There it is. Or plain white tees. Hey there, Delilah.
1: I kind of want to go with tag team just because of how many sports arenas would have purchased it to play it. That's very good logic. And man. and the high schools and, and and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm just gonna go with that. Whoop! There it is by Tag Team, John.
0: For the final question in this quiz, you are incorrect. I'm sorry, my friend. It was Gautier's Somebody That I Used To Know. Now, again, they they use the, uh, the RIAA data. The differentiation that they use, and I don't know why they don't have exact numbers on this, but to split mm-hmm. hairs, they looked at how many times platinum a song went. And so Gautier went eight times platinum, Whereas like the Macarena went four times platinum, uh, Tag Team went four times platinum, and Plain White Tees, Hey There Delilah, which is a, which is a bop, man. I love that song. I don't know if bop is the right. Definition there for that song, but that song also went four times platinum. Here, here are the eleven songs that are on this list. Tag teams, whoop! There it is. Plain white tees, hey there, Delilah. Macarena, which by the way, sometimes people get like embarrassed to be a one-hit wonder. Like, oh, we Mm -hmm. went down in music history as just having that one song. These guys couldn't be happier. They're like, that song took care of us for life. We're we we're two dudes from Mexico who never thought we'd have a hit. We couldn't be happier. And I I love I did the Macarena. My friend Danny was on the news doing the Macarena. Reina back in 1995. <laughs> um, <laughs> other songs on this list Hinders Lips of an Angel, which I just I do not like that song. Far East Movements Fa- Fly Like a G6, uh, Chameleon Air's Ride In, Designer's Panda, which was just a song that went Panda, 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 <laughs> which I don't get why it was a hit. Salento's uh, Whip and Nene, Passenger Let Her Go. And then the other one that was up there with Gautier, somebody that I used to know, also went eight times platinum was survivor's eye of the tiger that very much is a one-hit wonder and still gets played mm-hmm. like crazy today so there you go uh, yeah and that go chase man i i love that song that song still gets played when it came out in 2011 at a time when i didn't have my mustache i had multiple people say whoa that dude Chase looks just like you or vice versa or whatever <laughs> i was like really and it's funny because i'm like oh that guy looks a little weird and i'm like oh that means i look a little weird
1: <laughs> still love you kevin
0: Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, you'll love me even more when I get on this uh, when I become a one-hit wonder, and then people are like, "That guy looks like Goche, and he has a big hit." Well, John, what'd you do? Four for seven, pretty good. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I would say that's a pretty good start for the first ever uh, for the first ever seven question quiz about one-hit wonders. Yeah, I'd say so. And man, I I just I gotta say there are I didn't even touch some of the songs that you know come up as as some of the biggest mm-hmm. one-hit wonders of all time. I know Blind Melon's "No Rain" is one that's considered a a big one hit wonder. I mean, if you, I, I would really encourage anybody to just Google the word one hit wonder and go relive all the songs that are on there. Cause it's just like, oh, that was such a good song. Oh, I missed that song. But there you go, John. Thanks for humoring me and letting me bring mm-hmm. back to life Baja Men and Mambo number no. five and many others feel free to let us know what you think of this format. Um, you know, it does take away, I guess it sort of takes away the competition aspect, but we'll remember that you went four for seven and we'll see how I do next week. And so then we can still we can still see who's the winner and who's the loser because that's what life is all about. Yep. It's the Lack of Genius Podcast In your ear holes at last They don't know they're Mars and Venus That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast
1: I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer.